0: How about a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil disappear.
1: It's... ah,
2: It's gone.
3: Let's find out more about the Republican strategy in the Senate. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell joins us now from Capitol Hill. Senator, thanks for being here.
2: Glad to be with you. Will Justice Garland, Judge Garland, get a hearing?
3: No, I don't think so. Uh,
4: I just think we need to investigate Robert Mueller now. Just my opinion. I do.
3: He's clearly hiding something. Trump got <laughs> to him at some point. Yeah.
4: Well, no. Trump used his power of negotiation on him. Like yeah. Mueller was about to arrest him, and then Trump like was like, on the, b-
5: like why, why don't we cut a deal here? Yeah, he turned <laughs> on the, he turned on
4: the businessman's charm. <laughs> Actually, and yet he was like. Could I interest you in uh, one-third of a parking lot (laughs) 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 in South New Jersey? (laughs) And Robert Mueller was like, no one's ever offered It's like like every man
5: has a price. I've got some uh, condos available in Panama City. Uh, (laughs) Actually, (laughs) how would you like a... You uh, you guys are
3: laughing. You guys think you have this figured out, you fucking dumbasses, you fools, who just listen to what the media tells you. Oh, Robert Mueller's investigation totally failed. He's not working every day. He's not doing the plan guess what the moment that that um that report was handed in sealed indictments were unsealed in (laughs) in in guantanamo bay donald trump and his entire cabinet have been kidnapped and whisked away they are currently on trial they have been replaced by temporary holograms who must (laughs) stay uh to maintain uh the the continuity of government until time is ready to to let america know that patriots are back in charge
0: that oh, no, would be, oh, no, the Steve Mnuchin hologram is glitching again. <laughs> that would be cool if, like, QAnon
4: was true, but also the wildest Russiagate stuff. Yeah. So it was just, like, Hillary Clinton executed. <laughs> John McCain secretly executed. George
0: H.W. Bush, at the age of 98 years old, got a lethal injection on his deathbed. Yeah. And, then, and they're like, technically, uh, it's still an execution. <laughs> Most cable news
4: anchors executed. <laughs> so, like, tomorrow, it just, like... Billy Bush—he's
3: the only one left, and he's on MSNBC, and he's like—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, 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 he's the host of all the shows and the
1: president.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. And he's like, so I guess like the only guys left are like me and JFK Jr. Vincent, A.K.A. Vincent Fuchsia so, you, you turn are,
0: on CNN tomorrow, and it's just—it's uh, like. Uh, just me, Ali Velshi, here for the next twenty four hours. So just gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah,
4: uh, Ari Melber is like calling his agent. He's like, "Why didn't I get secretly executed?" <laughs> I thought. I thought I was like in that conversation. <laughs>
0: So uh yeah, we are now uh, uh due to a phenomenon known as time, it is now <laughs> chronology it, it, baby. Cr- yeah, it is now advanced enough in that we can actually comment on the uh the Muller report or rather, Mueller report. <laughs> <dot com. laughs> or rather the summary of the Mueller report uh released by William Barr. And we are joined of course by Alex Perrin. What's up? Welcome back. Thank you. Three time uh, champion? Yeah. Yeah, you're getting your you're getting your th- yeah, trifecta challenge coin yeah. yeah. uh today. You <laughs> bowling the
3: turkey. Yeah. I'd- um, we lanes. uh we
0: we will uh we're gonna talk to Alex a bit about his um his masterful uh portrayal of a uh, profile of Mitch McConnell in the New Republic, but And know. portrayal of him in the <laughs> <Yeah>. T V movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Game <laughs> change too. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's amazing that they the new the the New Republic's <laughs> new deal with CAA. Yeah. Anyone who writes an article gets to start in a TV movie. I'm in a Hallmark, yeah. There's a
5: Hallmark movie uh starring me and uh uh, unfortunately, my co-star was went to jail for bribing college.
1: <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> well, I mean, Lori Laughlin was a weird choice for Elaine <laughs> Yeah, no. well, then, I mean,
3: It was going to be problematic. You kind of dodged a bullet, <laughs> yeah. honestly. No, the only screen uh, depiction of Mitch McConnell ever was uh, the swamp monster in the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even care
0: whether or not
3: we filibuster.
0: <laughs> But yeah, so now we have the summary of uh, the Mueller report as released by uh, Attorney General William Barr. Billy Burr. All I got to say is, (laughs) is Attorney General Bill Burr. 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 Okay, what do you fucking want? (laughs) He didn't do collusion, okay? (laughs) Okay. Red Sox. (laughs) Stop fucking asking me. (laughs) So, in conclusion, no collusion. No collusion, folks. No No, collusion. collusion. The The thing thing is, he's been saying nonstop for the last two and a half years. True. No collusion, folks. Uh, I guess, uh, it feels pretty good not have to not having to uh, sheepishly walk back uh, two years of completely wasting everyone's time. Yeah, that is a good feeling. But um, I, yeah,
4: that's something we never do on the yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> never wasted anyone's time. No,
0: not at all. Well, not on matters that you know of, of national import. No, that's true. Yeah, but like Alex, so like uh, obviously the Trump people are taking a big victory lap. Uh, The people who are really holding out hope for uh, Mueller saving the Republic obviously feeling like shit right now. But as usual, it's just everything continues to be as dumb as possible because it's like the idea that this exonerates Trump in any way is hilarious because he continues to be the most openly corrupt maybe president ever in American history. Oh, number one. Like most, like openly, honestly, every day, it's in everyone's face. And it's just like, why, like, why did they make this all about the one crime he probably didn't do? I mean, this is not going to be like a uh,
5: surprising observation to <laughs> yeah. anyone who listens to this show, yeah. but it's it's like a completely misplaced trust in institutions. Yeah, and it was it was like they allowed themselves to get played in a way that seems so obvious in retrospect by letting. I mean, you know, first of all, he already obstructed justice. Like he did like four times in the course. Of, like he fired. He did it, it on television? Like he did it on TV. He obstructed justice, but. <laughs> He, like, got away with it because he runs the Justice Department. Yeah. So they were, I don't know, like, it was insane to think that through the Justice Department you were going to get... And so, but they also, like, they allowed him to narrow the scope of the investigation to a thing he could be exonerated on.
3: But that thing that they could exonerate yeah. him on was the one thing they actually cared about because oh, yeah. petty corruption is one thing, but that's, <laughs> that is the thing that provided them with an out and an excuse for losing.
5: Well, yeah, that, that's exactly why. Well, like, mean, that's that, it.
4: Yeah.
3: It was so, I
4: like, a lot of the past two years have been, like, a frustrating loss of cultural and political memory, uh, most specifically towards the Bush administration and figures in the Bush administration. It, I always like got annoyed during the Bush administration when they would like bring out John Dean onto a show. And yeah. He'd be like, I work for Nixon and these guys are worse. And he would just do it every few months and I'd be like, all right, we get it. Get a new fucking act. <laughs> but there's just a cavalcade of other losers who do that too. You have David Fromm. You have, you know, just a- name anyone, anyone from that era of conservatism because people willfully forgot because they like to believe that it felt normal during the Bush years because they've made the internal bargain anything would feel better than this but if they had any memory of the bush years they would remember there were a billion things like this, not yeah. as big as the Mueller investigation, but a billion things where, like, the solicitor general or some independent counselor or some independent uh, congressional committee would look into something. Right? They were going to look into the nine. Carl Rowe was always about to be indicted. Yes, yes. <laughs> Carl. No, yeah.
3: the Fitz- fucking Fitzgerald, yeah, Fitzgerald Mary yeah. Fitzmas. Right. Yeah. That yeah. was the first. Con. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and
4: the 9-11 report was supposed to show, show like just criminal negligence, which yeah. it, it probably did, but they'll never. <laughs> You're never gonna do these things. Never got anyone out of there. Bush, in fact, won two terms and just destroyed the country. And now you finally remember him because you forgot everything. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like it, it is. It is like you know. I would ask them, "Don't you remember all this?" And no, they literally don't.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, Matt brought it up, and we've brought it up. On the show before, as a, as a contrast to the, the all of the the Mueller hyping, was uh, yeah, Patrick Fitzgerald's investigation of mm-hmm. like who leaked Valerie Plame's name or fraud I mean, the, march.
1: They're going to fraud march.
0: And that culminated into just a giant wet fart. And yes. like Scooter Libby got, you know, pardoned by yep. Bush anyway. Um, but uh, Alex, to your point, he got clemency from Bush and then he was finally pardoned by Trump. Oh, right. yeah. It, it's <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> These guys really are bulletproof. But uh, no, uh, Alex, it's your point about. This kind of like over and over again, there's been like just these rehearsals among American liberals about hoping for some kind of like institutional mechanism to save them from uh, conservative politics. Other like they whether it was Fitzgerald or Mueller or like and then in other areas like the Erskine Bowles, they always want like some sort of commission or or some sort of non-partisan savior to just come in and be like they're the bad people well, what, get rid of them yeah
5: and what they what they want is for the adult in charge to come down and say this side is obviously right and like you should go to time out yeah um yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's it like and it's 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 uh, also it's like it's an, an allergy to doing politics it's an allergy yeah. it's an allergy to Trying to win power, and, and and then when you have power, and an allergy to using it. I mean, well, you can't
3: you you can't accept that he won, for, or that he can only be defeated through politics, without admitting that he also was put in power by politics. Yeah, specifically your politics and the failure of your politics. So you can't sell people on let's do my politics again to unseat him. <laughs> so you have to act like there's some sort of asterisk that doesn't implicate you, which is this in this case is Russia. Right, and that provides the excuse to be like, you can still try my horseshit that lost to this, because if he was just the world's most corrupt and comically oafish guy ever, which he was, a guy with just a trail of bankruptcies and criminality and obvious fraud, uh, and he and he like he walks up to the fucking podium for one of the debates with Clinton, and like paper towel rolls that he stole for the bathroom are falling out of his <laughs> fucking sleeves, and then he still wins. Your politics is dog shit and over, but if you know some hackers hack hack the Gibson. Uh, then it wasn't your fault. Yeah,
5: and wh- I mean, what the, what's funny is like again, it just it was so much misplaced energy because if you wanted to put an asterisk, it's not Russia, it's fucking Comey. Like he's yeah. the actual asterisk. Yeah. Like, and you know he's not a, like a resistance hero anymore, but no one is like dragging him through dog shit or
3: every day. Like this how, should how be yeah, so- yeah <laughs> how about the fucking electoral fucking college? Yeah, ex-
1: yes, it's yeah. like
3: how many times does it have to happen? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like you how do you get we, more votes and lose? <laughs> how do you then
5: let, you're let it like, happen oh, again? Well.
4: How did you let it happen? How did you let that Dot happen? it. <laughs> there are so many things. There's voter suppression. Yeah, there's exactly. There's a billion but, fucking things. Yeah, but, yeah.
5: like, the, so, if you want, like, voter suppression, then, I mean, you'd have to actually do politics to fix yeah, right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd have to actually yeah. contest elections and win them. And-,
0: and, I mean, like, all of this that we're talking about, like, this all fits perfectly into your piece about Mitch McConnell as sort of, like, the kind of defining political figure of our era. Because, like, all of these threads sort of... Run through him as this guy who, uh, you know, rose to be leader of the Senate. And who, the only thing he, like, really believes in is becoming leader of the Senate. But in order to do that, it depends on the total, uh, like, anything possible to keep Republicans in power, like, even though the majority of the country does not want them in power. And that is really his genius that you mm-hmm. capture in this piece. Yeah. Is like that he has figured out a way. Do not like just basically defer all legislation or regulation to courts that are now being stuffed with actual vampires. Yeah, <laughs>
5: yes, yeah, and that's that's one of the like funny things about him is that um, he wanted to be the uh, leader of the Senate, which he did, and so now people are they sort of wonder, you know, I I, I almost feel like when he when the Republicans tried to uh, do their health care repeal. And when they jammed through the tax cut, I almost feel like McConnell didn't really want to do that. Like, he was just like, like, he doesn't actually care. Now, here's someone who doesn't care about policy basically at all and just wants power for its own sake. And then, like, Republican, you know, Republicans theoretically had the power to, you know, eliminate Social Security or something. And they, they didn't because they knew that would hurt them electorally. But, uh, yeah, his his whole career is like, like, has been advancing to run this institution that he has now effectively defanged from its ability to pass legislation or do anything.
0: Well, you talk about um, like the example of like his probably his his most famous achievement was after Obama was elected in 2008, flatly stating it will be our goal to stop him from passing uh, any legislation.
3: To to a yeah.
0: yeah. And then as you point out like one of the things that they denied him doing a thing him and all of his advisors desperately wanted to do <laughs> was to cut social security and medicare in a big grand bargain to like you know lower the budget deficit.
5: Yeah, it it was it's like a really incredible moment in American politics where the the, the popularly elected and popular Democratic president and his entire administration is like what we would like to do is reduce social security benefits. That's what we want to do. And the Republicans are like um, you know, we can't make a deal with you. <laughs> like, we we just can't. We can't make that deal with you because if we, the act of making the deal itself would be seen as a positive to you, even though it would be our legislative or policy goal. Um, and in, like, if those are your politics, uh, there, I mean, obviously, you can't negotiate with that. And the incredible thing is, it took Barack Obama six and a half, seven years to actually realize that.
3: <laughs> like, if he ever really did, I honestly. But don't even know. even
4: then, even when like. You know, Obama is like the latter, you know, latter second term Obama crusader against Russia. His big play against Russia, you know, uh, supposedly interfering in the election was like, oh, I'll get Mitch McConnell to help me. What
1: do you think
3: going <laughs> to happen?
4: This reason. guy who spiked the football on a Social Security cut, you know, as you said, just out of spite, out of doing his desire to do nothing with Obama, that like he's going to do that for you.
3: But. His last big decision as White as president before he was totally lame ducked was the nomination to fill Scalia's seat, and his choice was all premised on "We can get a deal here because I'm going to propose a bland, inoffensive, moderate who has some right wing even views on things like national security. You're going to have to give me a hearing."
5: And I think it was actually, I, I think it was actually, sort of worse than that. Uh, I think the actual thinking was this very stupid Democrat-brained thing, where I'll propose a moderate that Republicans have praised before, so that when they reject him, they'll look like hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> like, which is like classic,
3: oh, classic right. Democrat. That, that was their that was their closest thing to using it as an electoral issue. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. actually harp on it. We're not going to actually make a big deal about it. We're not we're, gonna to we're going to do anything. But we're just going to we're going to we're
5: going to put this out there so that all of the Objective observers of the situation will say to themselves, "Well, I don't think Republicans are playing fair." Yeah, and I do honestly don't think they
3: expected him to go that far I don't out of his him- history. Yeah. to but like I don't think even they expected, and I don't know if even I would have that McConnell was going to go that far, and not, even norms a and not, not even have a hearing, not even have a hearing. Yeah, I don't. Like, I they might have yeah. been like he'll pro- we might get voted down, but they not even got a hearing. They must.
0: Well, been that, like, but that, the thing is, like that—that that was his master stroke, yes. and like that—that's going to be like an act of politics that is going to have consequences for as long as i'm alive absolutely yeah. for, for
3: sure see, that's the point and that's uh, that's what i really realized finally about mcconnell after reading this piece is that that mcconnell sort of very slippery to get your head around in a lot of ways because of his chameleon like uh attitude and why his weird uh, pro, uh his weird strategic choices and his priorities that aren't always consistent like the way he handled the the uh the shutdown was very odd not what i would have expected yeah. from him <laughs> Uh, but what really got me reading this is that it made me understand that for him there is an ideological project at, at, at play that is beyond just getting his donors to give him money and keeping them happy, which is, of course, his you know, day-to-day goal. Yeah, It is that he is willing to punt the ball. He is willing to defang the Senate, make the Senate totally useless, willing to uh, not go, come to compromises that continue what Republicans should ideologically think are unsustainable agreements, levels of spending, things like that, uh, because – to him he understands that the status quo is good enough for his donors they'll still pay him if things stay the way they are he could be effective because he can threaten what he's preventing from happening but eventually the day might come when you can't kick the ball down the the, the ball down the, the field there is an actual emergency and if that happens the sort of left wing political policy the left wing uh, shift like after the great depression where you have this new progressive political uh uh Platform that has popular uh, uh, popular support, it's going to run aground against these decades of uh, institutional right wing barriers that have been created, specifically in the judiciary. Yeah, and so that means that however the and whatever this response to this crisis ends up being in the future, it will be on the terms of the right because of the institutions institutional uh, right wing drift that uh, McConnell spent his career creating. Yeah.
5: Yeah and it's about you know a lot of the conservative projects have been trying to make sure the new deal could never happen again. Yeah
3: exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, never again. Yeah. Um
5: and uh yeah, I mean it's the the long game. It's funny because I do I I like I do have this one very simplistic sense of of him for him the long game is that his name is on a senate office <laughs> building. Like I really like I think that well, yeah. when you get down to the heart of it like that's what's in his imagination. But yeah, the 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 ideological project is is like you know, make the country less responsive to dem to de- like small d democratic pressure.
4: That was something. Another thing I picked up from the article was, was sort of similar to what Matt said, but McConnell is the perfect politician of our age, more so than Trump. I would say he more. Oh yeah, captures, I think he's much more
5: like emblematic. Yeah. yeah,
4: he more captures the spirit of the times, which yeah. is a total. Trump is an a,
3: orange swan, as right? Or. He's
4: yeah. <laughs> Trump, there is no one else like Trump. So, like, when you say, oh, he's the figure of our times, not really. He's just, you know, a certain sector of the country identifies with him. But the guy who more identifies the characteristic of the last, I'd really say, 30 years is McConnell because it's he represents a lack of conclusion. Everything everything about the last 30 years is a total lack of conclusion, even if it's a multiple catastrophic events, like the worst recession we've seen in that time, uh, just one of the most brutal and pointless, two brutal and utterly pointless wars. The bottom completely falling out of uh, institutions. There's no consequence. There's no real end to anything. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, things- Even our culture war issues. They're just there's it's just creating a push. So you, it's you know the term in finance the float. Yeah, where banks sort of it will take sometimes like a check that you deposit in a checking account 30 days to clear. Yeah. A lot of the reason for that is banks, they lend out 10, 20 before 2007, sometimes like a hundred times an amount you deposited to make money off the float. Yeah. And like the commercial paper or fucking whatever. The entire cultural moment is the float. It's just taking one <laughs> yes. percent yes. of input and loaning it out a hundred times, and
3: that is why the right wing fucking hates him because they're dying for a goddamn conclusion. That's they're a
4: wrecking. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, and he yeah. will never get right, c-
3: him to previous figures.
4: Like compare him to like Russell. Yeah, yeah. like he's they would they, they all they were you know parliamentarians and procedurally brilliant, but they they wanted a conclusion. And McConnell, McConnell is just like, nah, just make money off the float forever until it's impossible to do anything. And then when they
3: have to reorganize
0: things, it'll be a right wing institutions doing the (laughs) deciding. Um, No, to your point, like the um that the like the conservative like movement, conservative base hates McConnell. Or they resent him because he's not one of them. Yeah, like he, as you yeah. point out, he started out as a liberal Republican. He yeah. was pro-choice. Yeah, he said like you know he talked about like Martin Luther King was his hero. Yeah, and I mean he was
5: basically on the gold wa- or the uh, the, uh, Rockefeller, the Rockefeller baby. Rockefeller Rockefeller wing basically. A- and you, and you, was you was
0: talked about
3: people, like he was a he was a real potential president at some point. Like yeah. Rockefeller, now he looks just kind of like a perpetual no. But know, he was, was yeah, also you, ran, but he uh, was no, incredibly you, powerful. You, there's that I just there's that amazing story about in Nixon 1960, in order to get the nomination, he had to go to Rocky's house on the upper west side, and basically beg him. Yeah. <laughs> and like promise that he wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah. 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 So he had a lot of power.
0: But you talk about how uh, when Mitch McConnell took the stage in Cleveland at the 2016 RNC, at the height of his power yeah. for them, literally <laughs> denying Obama a Supreme Court nomination, he was booed. Yeah. And you write in the piece, he says, they know on the right that McConnell isn't really part of their movement. He's got no core. What they haven't seen to grasp though this may finally be changing, is that he's the primary reason their politics have had any success at all in the 21st century. (laughs) Indeed, this unlikely conservative culture hero might go down in history as the man who saved their movement from the utter destruction of its electoral vehicle, the GOP. Yeah. Could you expand on that a little more? I mean,
5: you know, it's what we were talking about. So... Um, uh, the, the you know the right doesn't like him. He, they know he used to be a moderate. It's, it's, it's actually the the history there is pretty funny because there's no he didn't his conversion story for uh, becoming like more conservative is that Reagan won. <laughs> like <laughs> this is in uh Alec McGillis wrote a really good biography of McConnell a few years back, um in which he says like from his reporting that McConnell had a list of his preferred presidential candidates in 1980 and Reagan was fourth, so he was still as of 1980 yeah. like on that side of the Republican Party, and then Reagan won. And he basically was like, "Well, if that's how you win, that's what I am now." Yeah. Um. You know, we've we've reached the exhaustion of that Reagan energy in the electorate. Like, clearly, people are done with that, but it won't go away. (laughs) It won't won't go away. And the reason it won't go away is because it is like it's built to hang on to the Senate. uh, Maybe just barely, but it's built to hang on to the Senate. And like McConnell knows that, and he has spent. So the the main issues he has spent his political career on are uh, campaign finance first, and then like as we've talked about, advancing conservative judicial nominations and blocking democratic ones.
0: How uh, you read about like how he has sort of made like as far as he believes in anything or is an expert on anything, he's sort of made campaign finance his thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember. You, when... And you talk all about like how he's sort of gone back and forth, and like the only thing that drives him is that figuring out. It's like in the 90s, it was just assumed it was like a bipartisan thing that like money in politics is bad. And it was just a question of like what kinds of money and how you were going to ban it. And then he figured out he would just choose whichever kind of money benefited the Democrats in <laughs> and in their elections in that in, yeah, in, in, that, that, in that in that cycle. That, in that like, cycle. That, that, yeah. 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 So he went from like being against soft money to soft,
5: for it. Soft, quote unquote, soft money used to be um, associated with the unions. Unions. Yeah. Exactly. And then unions declined in power and then soft money became beneficial to democr to Republicans. And suddenly he was
3: fine with it. What? When I was a kid, and I was a dumb kid, I was like a dopey lib, like like Felix was. I didn't have fantasies. (laughs) I was cool, dude. I didn't have fantasies about becoming the lib Green Beret who owns Republicans with logic. There's still time for me to do that. Uh, (laughs) But I was, I had lib like you know idealistic things, and one of them was the campaign finance was. Going to be the silver yeah. bullet. It was going to fix yep. politics, yep. and my my senator was Russ Feingold, oh, who was God, the yeah. s- the Democratic crusader, the McCain to McCain, McCain Feingold, Feingold uh, yeah. uh, who was pushing it. And his and Mc- McConnell hated him. And in, in uh, 1998, uh, there they McConnell directed basically all of the uh, the our, uh the Republican uh, campaign commit senatorial campaign committee's funds to Wisconsin. It was just like. <laughs> Concentrate all your force, all your fire on Wisconsin because they wanted to fucking get Feingold out. Yeah. And I just remember hating that little, that turtle bitch. Yes. He's the, he's the American politic I have hated, like actively know who they are and dislike them <laughs> the longest since I was a fucking teenager. So the McCain Feingold,
5: it's a funny, like, it's, it's a funny story because, like, Republicans, it used to just be, it used to be accepted, even if Republicans grumbled about it, it used to be accepted that some form of comprehensive campaign finance reform was going to happen. McCain-Feingold was supposed to be that. But uh, McConnell, one of the like, I I would say, actually, the the primary reason he became a leader, not because anyone liked him, because no one really likes him, (laughs) um, was because he made it okay for Republicans to fight back against campaign finance reform, and he did it by but he was an expert on the subject, and he was the only one willing to go on TV constantly and argue that campaign finance reform was unnecessary That's why I hated and bad. It. Yes, exactly. he's the one
3: guy on TV who would say that. And, no one else
5: would say it. And so this, like, he would get in arguments with John McCain. John McCain, and he hated, you know, they hated each other. Yeah. And, of course, like, when
0: McConnell's up to be leader, well, he's you know, made unanimously made the leader. <laughs> like, like, yeah. uh, you have, you have a great line. This about uh, McCon- Mitch McConnell and, and raising money and just like hoovering up money uh, and just being about it, being about his paper. You right here. It's also worth noting as one wades through the brackish capitulations to plutocratic power that Mitch McConnell has always loudly and forcefully embraced as a vindication of his first principles that his is a case which the personal is very much political. When you spend so much of your time asking rich people for money, it does help to have a lot of it yourself so you have something in common. (laughs) Yeah, you can talk
3: about that that same uh, endangered grouse that you both eat at that subterranean (laughs) restaurant in Geneva. Yes. Yeah, and so if you want to talk about endemic corruption too, like Trump
5: Trump is the most... Like personally corrupt in this oh, old-fashioned, yeah. this very old-fashioned kind Absolutely. of corruption, like you'd imagine briefcases of cash changing hands, yeah, basically. Yeah. But like McConnell, he's never had a real job in the in the private sector. um He's a millionaire many times over at this point. Part of that is just because he married an heiress. Yeah, yeah um, shipping
0: that yayo. <laughs> so a lot of cocaine. Like, okay. A lot of
4: it. A lot of it
0: is got that white.
4: A lot of it's from his private Snapchat. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: millions of subscribers. But you like,
3: look at his Patreon. But like uh, the, his, uh, yeah, Mitch McConnell's wife, uh, Esmeralda Blanco.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: but like, we also we just like we also just don't know where the hell his money comes from, you know? Because like, they, he gets uh, he had a, a giant gift from his father in law that he had to disclose a range, and then every year his net worth just grows, and it's like I don't, you know, we don't know how. He, he mad. that's just how you're <laughs> getting rich? He. he,
4: he He keeps finding money in the back of cabs. Yeah. (laughs) Keeps having a really good poker game. He's he's
0: like, no, you told him your slot machine system.
4: (laughs) All right. I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't know who he was. (laughs) He seemed like a sickly old man. And then he made $30 million. I'm sorry.
0: Um, But, like, another big thing that, that, that you capture in this piece about why McConnell really is kind of, like, the... Dominant political figure of our era is like if you go back to 2008, right after Obama had been elected, it really did feel like I remember like like feeling like the GOP was like dead. Yeah, as a they felt like force. they were. Yeah,
5: they felt they felt done. Like, like they really did. The
0: Whigs of of yesteryear. I mean,
5: uh, Bush. My God, people forget just how unpopular he was by the end. Like everyone had. It was
3: sub 20 percent approval rate. Yeah, something right. that's almost impossible to imagine ever. Happening yeah, like imagine
5: again. like it's my God, you can't. You know, th- things would have to go really, really south for Trump to get to even sniff that number.
3: I, I honestly, uh, like, like Texas would have to just d- like, <laughs> like sink into the ocean or yes, something. Yeah, exactly. You know, like a meteor would have to hit uh, the like the southwest, southeast. And I so, mean, like, we talk about you know, the Senate has a
5: built-in you know, it didn't it didn't always used to have a built-in Republican bias, but it's always had a sort of built-in white people bias, and white people became basically Republicans, um, and so with within that political context, like, not only did Obama win uh, with a, a good majority of the popular vote, but Democrats had, a, like, a fucking supermajority, even if it was a very brief supermajority, like, a true supermajority, but, like, they had not, like, had that much of a, of a complete hold on power literally since the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And it really felt like um, fundamental, like, change in society was going to come.
3: Oh God! Yeah, I remember <laughs> w- they had that fucking Newsweek article where he's got the they they fucking put a photoshopped the cigarette holder in his mouth and he's riding in the back mm-hmm. of a fucking car. It's like, are we gonna is this FDR Junior here? And <laughs> you and know? yeah,
0: like he he had came into office with basically as close to a landslide as you can get nowadays in, in the yeah. modern nowadays, era yeah. and defeating. You know McConnell's arch nemesis, like John McCain, yeah. the the standard bearer for like I don't know, the good decent Republicans, I guess, and yeah. people who aren't like uh, openly slime balls like Mitch McConnell is, and even though McCain is, you know, we we know how we feel about right. McCain. Oh, total but, scum. But but, but like what, I mean, what you hear is like is that what what met at that moment was both Barack Obama and the people he staffed his administrations with, basically. That they did not want to change society. They did not. <laughs> oh, they wanted to God, manage no. it in in a way that would be, you know, commiserate with what people like them from the ruling class they were, wanted. They were put people like Geithner and lumpy Larry lumpy Summers and Rahm Emanuel or whatever. Despite all that, meeting the other force of Mitch McConnell, yeah. who was the guy who was just like, "Fuck this! I'm not going to try yeah. at all to like have a moment of national but, unity. I'm going to stop it." From the get go, and yeah, it worked. We got, will, we got an answer to the
3: question: Who wins? <laughs> the yeah, collective the, will of a traumatized but hopeful nation, <laughs> their administration <laughs> that they uh, elected to govern them, or one turtley boy. <laughs> yeah.
5: the the and to give them a like to give him just the smallest amount of credit for especially for the first year they they thought they were dealing with the normal Republican Party as it had worked through all of history up until then. And McConnell actually does. I I tweeted this and, uh, like people talk about how mcconnell has had to you know adapt to his party getting more radical but he he reshaped his party into a more radical party when when you know in 2009 um a bunch of the senate republican caucus fate like looking at the electoral landscape thought their survival depended on cooperating with these democrats and mcconnell's the one who sat them down was like
3: you are not going to do that. So there were because that's what always had happened before. That's, yes, yeah. You, if you get beat, you're like, oh, we got to do something gotta, to maintain relevance. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they
5: wanted to negotiate on, so like on uh, healthcare, on the border, on the on, on the financial uh, regulations. This is what what kept happening is you know the healthcare story was like we all sort of saw it in real time it was they kept prolonging negotiations in order to make it more politically toxic. But without with never intending to vote for it in the end, yep. but just and, like, they, and they
3: made compromises to the actual and bill they they got compromises, the votes, yeah, and that then they, they didn't get, and them. they
5: didn't get, but so that was like but so in the end of I would say, in like the very beginning of of that first term, like they they were thinking, if this had been the Clinton years, they would have gotten two or three Republican votes, or maybe more if they had done the compromises they wanted. McConnell's the one who was like, that's not this like we are not playing that game anymore because like it's better for us politically. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it makes you look less moderate to your moderate constituents, but it's better for us politically if we just make everything look toxic. Don't help pass anything. Uh, so, and you know, they, the, they were because trying to, voters are less important
3: in house races than they've ever been.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And like everyone got sort of ideologically sorted and it's like about, it's now it's about, you know, turning out your people. Yes,
3: exactly. Like, you, you know, may, this reminds, you know, he reminds me of, uh, Obama, uh, John Quincy Adams, hmm. because John Quincy Adams came into office at the end of what was called the era of good feeling. Mm-hmm. And in the previous, during the Monroe administration, the federal, there were two parties: there were Democrat Republicans and the Federalists. And in, the Federalists essentially dissolved as an yes. opposition at the end in the second uh, Monroe term. They didn't even put up a candidate against Monroe when he ran for reelection. Uh, and so there was one party, and it was this sort of broad coalition, and that's why it was the era of good feeling. And that was the election that... Uh, I also refer, refer to as Russia. Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs> one, one party.
1: Uh, everyone's, a big everyone's, coalition, everyone's in the one party. He's got the ice pick. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh,
3: but Mc, Mc, uh, Quincy Enos came into office at the end of this thinking, oh, this is going to be it. Uh, this is going to be great. This is amazing. We're going to have so much done. We all agree on stuff. Yeah. And then one man, uh, a tiny, portly, uh, foppish gentleman from upstate New York, the only American president, by the way, to, uh, be, uh, to have English as a second language... Martin, the old fox of Kinderhook, Van Buren, <laughs> who was uh, like an advisor to Jackson, who had just barely be- been beaten, lost, won the popular vote, but lost the, uh, mm. the electoral college. He was busy creating the modern Democratic Party through yeah. patronage networks and through through like reinforcing networks of 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 like support and and uh, you know local organizations and graft and or, uh, you know jobs and and all patronage and all yeah. that stuff. And so while well, when Quincy Adams tried to govern, it was now there was a party growing that he didn't even know was yeah. a thing, didn't <laughs> yeah. even know could exist. Yeah. And it, because even before that, when there had been federalists and and the Democratic Republicans, they had, they didn't have a coherent political machinery. Yeah. So this was, was no a new thing yeah. in American yeah. history, and yeah. he was dealing with it. And he was just, he got his ass kicked, and then <laughs> just like kind of left office, like, what the fuck happened to me? And that's, and McConnell is the, is the fucking Van Buren of the era, yeah. like creating a new type of party. Th- this has
0: been presidential history <laughs> corner.
3: Fine, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. you talk, I don't
5: give a shit. <laughs> no, that, you're just that's you. Like, how's the musical on that coming? Is
3: that- <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Van Buren would Dan be really Buren interesting. Be... Uh, yeah, a way worse. You already got the title. You mean, yeah, you got a cool. Oh, but the that, thing that... Is he had... no. But that wouldn't be the title. He had so many good nicknames. He was the old fox of Kid- Kinderhook. Uh, also, the little magician. <laughs> Martin Van Buren
4: was manly, excellent. He was, yeah. and he was a
3: dandy. He loved he loved laces and silken uh, purses. Yeah, and yeah stuff. he was like he was like young thug. They Actually, I hate going off on this tangent, but but uh Harrison ran when Harrison ran against him he ran on a platform of he was a pussy <laughs> because he was from the log cabin and he drank the hard cider right. and Van Buren was, Van Buren a, was a cultured the, yeah. dandy with like uh you know those lace things coming out of his uh, cuffs that's yeah. dude
4: Van Buren walked so Trump could fly like Van Buren <laughs> probably like had letters that were like you know who even would be a cultural figure from that time?
1: <laughs> who, who would see Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> Johnny,
4: Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Johnny Appleseed cider party is no longer hot. <laughs> no one's drinking his bad apple drinks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that was my
4: first my first contrarian corner opinion was that you could argue the only good president was John Quincy Adams because he had the, his heart was in his heart was most mostly in the right place. And he tried to do the most good and completely failed. He but. was the only yeah. guy
3: in that yeah. era of presidents who was not a slaveholder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, was, so, and, and that's he a big point. He tried to is.
4: do public works projects. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. "Fuck you, pussy." Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <it> was a, <laughs> he was that's contrarian corner rare issue number
3: one John and, of and, and, and and the popular support for his opponents was the same Scotch Iris psychopath base <laughs> the only difference is, is that those guys were you know were wearing buckskin and like necklaces of Indian ears right whereas their descendants are just slowly expanding on a couch in suburban yeah. Dallas yeah. Annie Oakley I would love to drink
4: your
0: bathwater, ma'am <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, another thing, so against against, you know, all odds and common sense and uh, hope for a decent future, <laughs> uh, Obama and McCain sort of came together at the same time to make sure nothing would ever get better ever in <laughs> this country. Yeah. And uh, you at the end. here says McConnell has built a GOP machine that is as immune as it can be to the ballot box because he is smart enough to know that Republicans cannot, as currently constituted, win fair elections often enough to retain power. Oh, and true. like this couldn't be more obvious now that like now that like finally it seems like people are kind of starting to get the fucking message about how fucking disastrous the electoral college is yeah. and are trying to like you know there are there are rumblings that we should get rid of it but i think like the the desperation in response in defense of the electoral college have you been following <laughs> oh, that yeah that's so sure. funny the, i mean because like the, the the arguments that are the people are coming up with to preserve this obviously Idiotic and fraudulent, anti democratic institution. It shows you how much they know that simple fact to be true. It's the most McConnellian thing because, like,
3: there's no effort put in being plausible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't care if you sound like an idiot. Alex, (laughs) did you see
0: Matt Lewis's take on this? Which one was Matt Lewis's? I think I saw it. Okay, Matt Lewis posted that stupid electoral map. Oh, yeah, where it's just the red county, and blue. The county map, the county yeah. map. And he just says, like, you know, without the Electoral College, like this map won't be good enough to elect a single Republican. It's like, of course, you fucking idiot. It's like, square mileage does not equal people. There are more people in this zip code right now than there are in the entire state of Wyoming. Correct. Yeah, and and the other like, But the thing just, is, just, if you tell them that, they just say, "Well, that's not fair."
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. one man, one vote. What the hell?
4: That that's my favorite thing I saw was like, without the electoral college, big states will bully small. <laughs> <family>. <laughs> like, what does that mean? That's insane. That's insane. Well, that's, that's just like that's literally like. A child looking at the ma- at a map of all fifty yeah, states. Like, like, what's
3: what's stopping Texas from beating <laughs> up Oklahoma? It's so big because it's from the it's from it's thinking from the from the era of the founders when there was an assumed unity of interest between large states and small ones. There's that's not yeah. the case. There's not like one small state agenda that all the mean red st- big states are going to beat up on. Right. It's literally like looking
4: like you're arguing for the Electoral College, and you're like. Uh, oh but wait till the tobacco planters get a hold of this
3: it's, it's the same well, thing some of, them are so, some of them are so baffling like there's a surface possibility to the Matt Lewis like, as stupid as this because just look at that map that's a lot of red <laughs> you gotta think about it for a second but one guy was saying things like Electoral college is uh, getting rid of the electoral college would be her- terrible for a state like Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like oh, because no one will campaign there. No one yeah. campaign. No one <laughs> campaigns in Mississippi, Mississippi. Yes. Like,
5: I, it's like, what are you talking about? You we would, all know what happened. It would be malpractice for a campaign to go to Mississippi. And enough, Why I would I anyone? I that about North
3: Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't go there ever. You and fucking dumbasses.
5: Like there are a lot of the like, that's the other. That's the funny thing about the electoral, electoral college as it currently is is that there's a shit ton of small states that no president... No Ever! President Most states! It's a handful in. of
3: states! It's a smaller and <laughs> smaller <laughs> handful of states. Yeah. So what the hell difference does it make?
5: But, uh, you know, I I do think, like, part of it is ideological on the part of conservatives who want to defend it because they know the advantage it gives them. I think a lot of it, and I've come to realize this about a lot of really dumbass things centrists believe, um, like, they just don't want to let go of really stupid myths they learned in high school yeah. about America. Yeah. And, like, it's it's really just, like... Uh, they haven't read. They haven't like read any critique of American history. They all they have is their like high school textbook level understanding of American yeah, history. They yeah.
0: haven't even gotten to AJ Soprano's level. Where he's no, like exactly. with, 50 men, with fifty men. We could subgate them with fifty men. We could subgate them. Subjugate and make them do whatever we want.
5: That doesn't sound like a slave trader. <laughs> like they, they have not even reached AJ Soprano level, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're they're still on like yeah they're on high school textbook high school civics and they just think like and so then all their arguments just like can't escape that box of like well like they i was told as a child that the founders invented the electoral college and it's good because it forces small states to, and they're like they're just repeating half of yeah the idea (laughs) is is that you
3: can't really admit that the whole project was just this slapdash idiot festival by a bunch of guys with tertiary syphilis and lead poisoning right which
5: is who, are, who like, didn't even who didn't even agree on it. it was like this is the thing that like the compromise they were forced into and, and like, that's
3: <laughs> the thing it's like they were compromised <laughs> positions which means if conditions change you can maybe get a better po- compromise yeah you get better better a more reasonable accommodation because times are different but no it was it was it, they, they they these ideas are not compromises they are all ideas that had to be invented they were invented on their – like the electoral college was invented as a way to get these guys to agree. Yeah. It wasn't like somebody had a eureka moment where they woke up and said, "Aha, the electoral college." <laughs> and then everyone told everybody and they were like, "My god, you're a genius." And like anyone anyone who's
5: making a a, a plea to the the founders intention on this, like should also then want the electoral college should be made up bun- of a bunch of people who like go sit down and debate that's the who thing. they themselves the want to be president.
3: The then they say that this the if you want to talk about intent, the way they intended it is there wouldn't be any voting. There'd for be president. no yes, yeah. There, there would be an electoral college that voted.
5: Yeah. And so like like the state the state legislators would appoint the, elect, the electors but right But they would elect the
3: electors but there would be no compulsion to vote yeah, for a candidate. Yeah there would be no compulsion to vote y- for a candidate. It would be yeah. like you'd all send them off and they would come back with a guy and that'd be president and yeah. you had no say in it. Yes. You said you got a <laughs> say in who you could elect to your state legislature. I think but there was no candidate that anyone was bound to vote for on electoral college you know, by in the electoral we college should originally. we should
5: do the next election that way just oh, to see absolutely. what happens. like oh just, my God. Just to see what happens, I want to do the next election. That Jeff way. Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be and like dead John McCain. Imagine who like the New York State Legislature would send to the Electoral College to like and be they like, would go vote for whoever you no, want. They would <laughs>
3: dig up John McCain <laughs> and make him president. I swear to God,
0: go, just go vote for whoever you. Just tell us, tell us when you pick a president. <laughs> we'll just be waiting. <laughs> so when you were um like you know uh, spending all this time uh with with mcconnell inside yeah. the mcconnell verse inside the jowl <laughs> <laughs> um how, how, what do you like how would you compare mitch mcconnell's management of the senate to his counterpart chuck schumer chuck- even, uh, or, 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 or and also harry Reid before him yeah what are their like how are their styles like well read. uh
5: reed is actually like mcconnell reed was like not particularly driven by policy, but was highly partisan. Um, and with that, I think that's actually the thing. Like when you see him in contrast to Schumer, you are suddenly like, "Oh, Reid was actually better than we thought."
3: Yeah. <laughs> like he was a pretty good Senate
2: Majority
5: yeah. Leader. Yeah, and and but you know he was just like the fact that the parties are just so different in terms of each individual yeah. politicians. Motivations yeah. like read and, and disciplinary and ability. disciplinary ability like like
3: the like they're like uh, primaries are a real disciplinary agent for de- yep. Republican senators, whereas yep. they essentially don't exist yep. for de- repu- Democratic senators, and they're and they're trying everything they I can mean, to make John, sure they continue like to not exist. Like Tom Carper, yeah. who got reelected this last year. Yeah, if he'd been a, if he was an equivalent Republican, yeah. he wouldn't have lasted. Uh, uh, more than one term. No, exactly. Yeah, uh, and so that means that he could go farther than Reid ever could have because he had to fucking wrangle those fucking cats, including guys like Joe Lieberman and Max. But Baucus. so, like, so the the
5: difference with, with Schumer is actually like, God, Schumer is such a he's like a, such a retail politician, and he's so New York that he has no clue what he's doing. He just <laughs> no. has no clue because <laughs> no. what, like, like McConnell's genius is that he's like, I don't care about today's headlines. The new, you know the New York Times is going to call me a hypocrite. It's going to call all of us extreme. I don't care. I care about the next election. Election. Schumer is like, I got to put out a press release about how I got oh, a God. new traffic light yeah. installed. No, every,
1: he's, <laughs>
3: he's looking every day, the number, where's the number, yeah. where's the number? Like, yeah. that matters. Like, two years out from an election, like, it matters what the Senate's approval rating is or something like that. Yeah. Or what local polls are.
0: Do you remember that book uh, Chuck Schumer wrote where he, like, invented that old married couple? that the was like malleys. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're part of his polycule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he invented this like fictional old couple yeah. who was just like this is who we do politics. For. They live so yeah. They and he actually they
5: were originally I think they were originally Thank the O'Malleys. He renamed them the Baileys because he didn't want them to sound too ethnic. Oh right.
3: Uh, and they live. That's adorable. They yeah, live. That's a, very
0: current. They, they live <laughs> in. God you know, it's damn. a wonderful life.
3: They I live, live in an incredibly people of 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 their least favorite vaudeville performer. Yeah. <laughs>
5: They live great. in an incredibly wealthy white enclave in Long Island. He specifically put them in basically an all-white enclave in Long Island. And he's, you know, he's the fucking senator from New York, and he's imagining his ideal constituents as these fucking rich retirees who live in an all-white community full of retired cops. And he's like, this is who we govern for. Oh, Everything we do is for them. <laughs> like, I, I, how, can you, how can you possibly achieve anything if that is the person leading your Senate and caucus? As far
0: as like, a, you know, disciplinary measures for Democrats go... Uh, I, I'm sure you took note of that incredible report about the DCCC. Oh yeah. God! About amazing. They're they going to like cut off any consultant, wow. cut off, yeah. just turn off that money for any consultant who works for anyone who primaries a city yeah. Democrat. It's so good. Yeah. When and, you got guys like
3: Henry Cellular in your fucking caucus, yep. And you're putting the you're putting the, and like the hit out on that. It's oh, like God. And
5: it was it's such a like even in the last cycle, establishment Democrats lined up behind the primary challenger to Lipinski. Like, yeah, that was like there were Obama veterans working against Lipinski like they were like, you know, like if we like we don't really like him and we would have been fine with him losing a primary. But if like we are willing to sacrifice that, if it means we can protect every other shit. Yeah, no,
3: we got to protect our phony baloney jobs, gentlemen. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, like, these guys are. We're all on the same team, specifically in the sense that we all swap fucking donation money and and fundraise for each other and give each other back rubs in the in the fucking cloakroom to get things to pass for our areas, and we're not going to have some bunch of people we can't control and are going to have an agenda that we don't have, dictate uh, running around because that's what's happening right now and they fucking hate it. And if you're going to say this is, like,
5: it's galling too because if you're going to say like, hey, don't don't criticize Democrats, go vote for better ones, like, how can you then pull this shit? <laughs> so,
3: well, that is the amazing thing, is they're really putting the hand that they didn't mean that either. No, they, they obviously never, they mean never
5: meant anything. that. They
0: never they meant They don't that. care. Like, they don't. They don't care. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the funnier phenomenons you see now, uh, like, you know, going into the to, to 2020 presidential race or the talk about, like, you know, primarying uh, Democrats is, like, the way these people, uh, like, both political partisans, people who do this for a living and people who just do it as a hobby, continue to come up with, like, just new rules that they've invented <laughs> where they're just like, don't ever criticize a sitting Democrat while an election is going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, well, what if there's the one not going on? Don't ever criticize a Democrat outside of your district because That's it's a not new helpful. That That's rule. a new one. That's a new unless, rule. That rule. I can't
4: wait. Yeah, about, I give it about two years until it's like, unless you're the child or spouse or parent of a Democrat, you cannot it's really out of line, them.
0: yeah. Unless you are the elected Democrat. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it's not productive. Yeah. yeah. It's not productive.
5: And, you know, meanwhile, what what is the party leadership spent four days in a row doing at the APEC conference? Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh,
1: the, steady, the
0: steady
4: Hoyer thing was one of the most was, insane things yeah. I've ever seen. When what, he's was, like,
3: what was he talking like? I feel... Like I'm, he's like, oh, it was healing. like you want to accuse somebody of dual loyalty? Yeah. do it to do me. do it to
4: me. I don't even have any fucking <laughs> Jews like- in my district. <laughs> it's like, a- like that was part of it. He was like, I don't even. There are no Jews who even vote for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know
5: a Jew. I don't even know any. <laughs> I've and never like met real. one. I just like them.
4: <laughs> and then it was- and I wear gloves
0: <laughs> when I conduct then- Mendelssohn. And then fucking. And then <laughs> he- the weirdest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. And then even more insane. We, didn't Schumer basically he was like you know when someone looks at a neo Nazi rally and sees some very fine
3: people among its company we must call it out
0: when there's someone suggests that money drives support for Israel we must call it out in the world we live in today we have you know uh, Jews being gunned down in their house of worship and politicians criticizing APAC. yeah <laughs> My like, yes. God, uh, yeah, and the, it's just like, uh, uh, like, like, yeah, the, yeah, that that equivalency is so revolting. But it's just like you said, Matt. It's it's mask off time.
3: Yeah, they just yeah. It's mask it. off time. It's like, like
0: the time's running out. You got to keep. You got to make sure you got a fucking
3: seat on the bunk in the bunker. This is,
5: and the, I think there's actually is, uh, uh to some extent, the like they know they've lost the argument with everyone under fifty, and like so it's much like the Republicans clinging to power by any means necessary. The Democrats are going to go like the 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 like fully on board apac democrats are going to just like do everything we they could, can yeah. to just like maintain their grip on the party and, um, yeah,
3: I, and we're going to see some real mcconnell-esque ledger main on the democratic yeah. side during this upcoming fucking primary for the presidency to make sure that it's not bernie or maybe even warren but either yeah. way you, they're going to get dirty again well the,
4: the thing with apac now like if you're a zionist under 50 which you know still exists but
3: in like shrinking numbers uh that's what i put on for my parameters when i'm on tinder <laughs> <laughs> is that uh they
4: they uh your move isn't to be like an apac person like that's yeah out your thing is to be like well look you know i uh i don't support netanyahu i don't there's a single israeli style politician i don't support but you know omar went a little too far
3: that and was, also bad, that was use the language take. of social justice, yeah. talk about spaces and how you how you feel like you're you're not be, your community needs to be heard because of the pain that you're feeling well, this
4: is everything comes full circle because for everyone over fifty, it's mask off it's yeah. like, yeah, I have dual loyalty or yeah. you know, we're not gonna do <laughs> shit or fuck you. But for everyone under 50, it's like they're double masking. Yeah. It's, yeah adding it, extra masks. Right. Time. It's 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 Dan Crenshaw being like, oh, we got to come together and being just as odious as like Tom Cotton or Trump oh, totally, for that matter. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, liberal Zionists going like, I can't even touch APAC anymore. But what I can do is just hem and haw and find everything, everything you can possibly to sort of cynically leverage ID politics against uh, sort of not even anti-zionist just like calling into question uh the relationship apac lobbyists have to the government that's the new thing so this mask off you know enjoy it while it lasts because once all these fucking boomers die and all (laughs) these shitty people all the fucking shitty people your age replace them uh, you're, it's, oh god it's, it's gonna all suck. gonna be
3: it's gonna do just intersectional fascism well yeah it's well
4: can you i can't wait till the next donald trump is just someone who goes kind of a bad take oh god. Oh. you're gonna oh. fucking wish it was 2019 again. oh god
3: I, I i have to say to the illegal immigrants not your best my dude yeah exactly well no
4: that's a new thing that is that's as we like to say, you love to see it. He announces
0: the enabling acts, and he says, "So I wrote a thing." <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I mean, like you talk about how it, it basically took Obama into well into his second term to to realize, or at least pretend to realize, who the Republicans he was dealing with actually are. What like the current Democratic Party, whether it's like Pelosi or Schumer, do they get it, or do they just pretend not to? Or like what like what is motivating? What what aren't they seeing? About- I mean. Like, it, it, like they're not. Like, what is preventing them from making the case that, like, the Republican Party, as it is constituted, like from top to bottom, is a is a threat to everyone and everything?
5: I, you know, I, I, I wish I had actually like a good explanation, and the closest I have is just that they don't want that to be true. Um, mm, they don't, yeah. they don't want it to be true
3: that the Republican Party. Because well, the implication to be... is, the world they can't govern anymore. Yeah, like their politics can't work in that world. They right. have no value add in that world. Yeah, they yeah. can't do that. And, like, the,
5: the, and, you know, I think it's just a, it's a rejection. It's a rejection of, of like a reality that they just don't want to accept. But, uh, and I think part of it too is that they have, you know, they, they misread the mood of the electorate and they see people being like, oh i 'm sick of these politics, and I wish the politics would stop, and we could get along by which people mean like we want to win
3: we want to win exactly. and then govern yes. people mean we want to we want we want to we win. want to win and then the govern the c- country should come together the country around
5: should us come who together won. and then do the things that will make the country better, which yes. requires like stomping out the Republican party, yes. but when they see those same polls, they're like, well, what people want is for us not to be divisive, and what they want is to is for us to be seen as seeking compromise,
3: even though no, the other party cannot and will not and can't and and is congenitally at this point incapable of doing yes so and you're it, the only one who's compromised
5: what, so and like the delusion i biden is like the king of this delusion oh because god in oh his, my god in his imagination he is like was like he's like I'm going to sit down with my old colleagues in the Senate and we'll get past this. And it's like, you weren't there in the administration for eight years. Astounding. Like, did you, did, did, uh, you did they, nothing. were they
3: taking your phone calls? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I doubt they were honestly, uh, but no, Biden is such a perfect, he's, I hope he does run. He is such a perfect <laughs> avatar of everything wrong like in terms of his record, in terms of his rhetoric. Mm. uh it he's just he is the quizak hot of shithead boots <laughs> uh and i can't wait to see him going out there saying we you, you need to be able to just shake shake a man's hand and look him in the eye yeah
0: but i mean i mean he is currently pulling the best out of any democrats and i think like it, it, people they want to return they, they made they just they want to go back to they obama do. yeah they, they really That's just want to go back to obama danger. even That's though scary thing. that that is very scary even though like as we've been talking about like Obama led to this point because at a moment when he had the ability to use power in a way that could change this country for the better, he elected instead to defer to these kind of managers, like the people, like like I said, like Larry Summers or mm-hmm. Geithner, or and he he chose at every point to just sort of um, defer to the betters, and he like your betters are the of course the, all the people who essentially believe what Republicans do about the economy, yeah. But yeah. just without any of, like, the insane culture war stuff. I mean, people, uh, you know,
5: if Obama could legally run, he'd win next. He'd win next. Oh, he, oh, you know, walk away. Um, Biden. So I actually have a funny take on this. And I don't, I, you know, I hate I actually sort of hate discussing the horse race shit because I, I think everyone who does ends up sounding like an idiot. But my funny take on this is that it's this huge backfiring effect where Democrats have, for self-serving reasons, for years, uh basically convinced their own primary voters that they have to care about electability and electability is defined by who like mainstream Democrats go decide to work for. So like they have, so the vote normal voters get all these signals from on high from the media, from elected officials, from like the party that like you need to care about electability and we decide this person's electable. Um, And I actually think Hillary Clinton losing has caused, (laughs) this insane backfiring in the minds of voters who care about electability where they think they are preemptively thinking they have to go for the most conservative white guy candidate possible. So even as Clinton veterans are like trying to get Harris elected, like they are all working for Harris and trying to make her be the next thing. Voters are saying, we can't take that risk. We, you know, we like her a lot, but boy, she's risky. And like, so it's it's a crazy backfiring effect where they are like the old white guys. They're the ones we gotta pick. It's because, like 04. Yeah, they're, cause they're when not. you have a really
3: hated, uh, uh, incumbent president like that, Democratic primary voters just lose their fucking shit. Yeah, and they think they, they have been trained.
5: They've been trained yeah. to think they're not allowed to pick the one they like. Mm-hmm. They have to pick the one they imagine other people like. Yes. And In fact, it's a virtue to do that. Yes. Yeah. You have to pick the one you imagine other people would like. And the way you imagine how other people think is just this like weird, like sort of sense you get from the mainstream media and the liberal media of like other people like wanting a white, slightly conservative person, but not it is, like there I
0: say it, it is ideology at yes. the purest form. Is, Yes, I mean I guess like coming full circle back to like the the Mueller report
1: and uh, all Mueller the people who have been, <laughs>
0: been you know waiting on bated breath breath for this utter and total anticlimax. Uh, you know, I see that Rachel Maddow's ratings are down yeah, oh God, now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, w- for the MSNBC audience, like, w- is this going to be just like, I mean, not to use the pun, like a, a Muellerites of the 1840s? Like, <laughs> like when prophecy, you know, the when prophecy fails thing, are they going to double down on this? Or is this going to be, I would hope for some it would lead to a moment of kind of productive cynicism where it's just like, oh, like, actually, America is working the way it's supposed to. It's just. What America is is something different than what we thought.
5: If you if you want to sort of come up with the economic explanation for MSNBC, it's that um, the people who run it actually hate liberalism. They are not liberals and they hate liberalism. And the only way they could have a network that is anti-Trump is by focusing on a subject that has very little actual p- political content. So they were sort of like – that was actually the beauty of it. And now in the absence of that, like they will have to decide are we actually – going to let our quote-unquote liberal host do liberal anti-Trump content because we don't have this like law enforcement or scandal angle i think
3: it'll i think it'll persist i've been thinking about this and we were talking earlier about what are the what are the policymakers and the media figures who are big on russia thinking and what we and we talked about how you know they don't want to take responsibility for losing and all that but when it comes to the 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 Brass Roots. And, you know, I don't think, I think it was, oh, probably we probably in our minds overstate the number of people who are really obsessed with this shit, but it probably is a significant number of yeah. m- millions of people. I mean, uh, it's probably whatever Mattow's ratings were before exactly, the report. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, with them, I feel like what they like about it is not necessarily anything about protecting the Democratic Party. It's that it is, it's like any other conspiracy theory, including QAnon shit, it's the final embrace of one's powerlessness in the political process. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's where you yeah. say, I can't, it's like, they don't want to do politics, right? That, that's why they yeah. wanted to talk about Russia. Well, they regular people can't do politics. Yeah. They don't have the ability, they don't have any feel like they have institutional control I mean, that's or true. any ability to organize. That's
5: the story of, of every, like, almost every development of the last like, decade. Yeah. It's like, people, what are, how are people dealing with the reality disempowerment. that... Disempowerment. Yeah, how are people dealing with disempowerment? And it's like, it's an overwhelming and depressing feeling. And, like, and one of
3: the ways to cope with it is to turn it into a story that you can watch yeah. and you can investigate. Yeah, You're like the QAnon thing, it's interactive, it's gamified. Yeah, you get to go, you get to go through the rusty stuff. Ooh, what are these connections? I'm reading this Seth Abramson thing. I'm watching Maddow put the put the things together. It's just like QAnon. Either way, it is an expression of your
0: powerlessness in the political process, and
3: how you might as well turn it into an entertaining fucking show if that's all it's going to be.
0: But I mean, like the funny thing about this, and like I know we have you know on the show been contemptuous of of this mode of political thinking or the idea of you know uh, we've made fun of you know pe- impeachment. But here's the funny thing. Trump should be. He should he, be of course he yeah. should be. Like, he like, like, like leaving aside. It. Forget all the forget. Russia collusion forget stuff. None of that ever made sense to me because, like, I, I never could actually figure out what it was supposed to mean. I mean, he's like... Other than, like, he met with is the Russians or he's, something. Collusion's not a thing. He's like, no one
3: talked about that. He's
5: committed, like, massive tax fraud, probably, ma- like, money laundering, like, think, all this other shit. I
0: mean, How about God.
3: paying off a porn star in yes. the middle of an election like, like, yeah, to cover up, like... I mean, all that stuff you would have to prove, right? You'd have to prove in a court of law... So, hey, it well, might take a while to impeach yeah. him or the court of public opinion. So if you started impeachment proceedings on day one, it might take you a few months even to get it together. But you could have impeached him the moment he fucking swore on that Bible because he never fucking stopped having control of his business empire. Yes, exactly. Which is flagrantly unconstitutional.
5: Yes. Yeah. And, and it's
3: like you don't even have to fucking make a case that he did that. Well, he so
5: talks this about it. The, what, the, what the Democrats don't like. The, exactly. They don't want to. <laughs> this is a, like, uh, it's, you know, it's a broken record on this. But yet they don't. They wanted an authority figure who was not a Democrat to give them permission to do
0: that, yeah. and, and they don't want it to be political. Alice, yes, yes. <laughs> yes like, they need like, that Mueller figure. But uh, but like like two weeks ago or whatever, like when Pelosi came out and and said. Like Trump's not worth. Like, I love beaches. the way she said that. Yeah. Like like a bad boyfriend. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Don't key yeah.
3: His car. He's not worth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you dude. mean the president of the United States dude. doing Mondo crimes every fucking day
1: <laughs> yeah, while dude.
3: having fucking syphilitic dementia and being clearly mentally unfit for office? So that's it, dude. My, my
4: my kids are here. You're just not worth it. You're fucking lucky, pussy. When I come back here next week, you better not be president. It's like, because I will fucking defeat you then. But, like, honestly, dude, it's not even, I just fucking feel bad for you. You're seriously fucking pathetic, dude. You think, like, being president gives you power? Yo, fuck you. All right, I'm out. Let's leave, Chuck. Like a fake but Alex, residence. like,
0: yeah. uh, but like when I saw Pelosi say that, I was like, is 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 this just like her doing politics, or like I was actually kind of stunned by that. I think it, I, it's because like, like if if there are if there is evidence that he's committed crimes in office, then like he has to be impeached. Like it would be an abrogation of their constitutional responsibility I, not to. It's I like think, it's the end of oversight, even as a concept. <laughs> that happens. Yes. Yeah. It's, there's, it's, I think. It's, I mean, it's, you could
3: say that happened with Iran-Contra, but at yeah. least there, the connection to Reagan was never really even intimated, thanks to the shreddering of Vaughn Hall and all those people. <laughs> uh, but, but also, like, here, Iran-Contra got to the point where there were
5: convictions. At least and, there were convictions, yeah. and there and they and and got then there was,
0: into the v- vice president's no, office. But the real example is fucking the Iraq war, ah, and Obama yes. take a first yeah. day yes. and just be like, we're looking forward, not yep. back, and there was never any... The Pelosi...
5: I think the Pelosi thing is, is this, like, Tinkerbell effect on norms and institutions where we cannot test whether the institutions will work because the institutions will fail the test and then people will stop believing in the institutions. And so we all have to say, like, you know, uh, we cannot put this test of our constitution it we will, cannot like yeah. we cannot actually try out this yeah. constitutional power because the whole because, thing's going to blow up because
3: it will blow up and that's like oh shit
5: and then we, we don't people, actually have a thing people will, will realize oh my god yeah. like nothing works yeah. and we cannot allow people to realize nothing yeah. works
3: that's why the emperor of Japan had no real power even though he was theoretically a <laughs> yeah. god because if a general <laughs> said no then the whole thing the whole exploded.
5: yes yeah, yeah. and that, I think that's, that's like that's you ninety know, percent of public life right now is yeah. Like, we just, you know, we, we we can't even allow this to be put to the test because it'll fail. We yeah. know it.
4: Well, <laughs> like
5: because the Mitch McConnell's Senate crisis.
0: ain't going to fucking vote to well, impeach ob- Donald yeah. Trump, obviously, of course. Of
1: course. no matter what they fucking find. Yeah, no, no matter, matter they what they find. They have a signature
0: yeah. on a check to Michael Cohen for like $150,000 <laughs> yeah. to give to Stormy da- I mean, come <laughs> that on. Happened. That
3: happened. Come on. happened. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: a fucking check. Yes. We're we'll giving it to Stormy
3: Daniels. Yes. Uh, it's like any other president, any other time in history.
0: It just doesn't compute. It wouldn't fit into the slot. And like, don't the de- I mean, again, don't the Democrats realize this was their guy who did even <laughs> one one thousandths of this shit and was surrounded by like, look at the as scandals. many inveterate criminals. Oh, look at the <laughs> scandals of the of the fucking
3: Obama administration
0: like so, the only the one stuck with the most
3: the i was sort of like i saw a fox
5: headline about Cylindra like yesterday <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was literally so good it was literally like remember Cylindra? <laughs> like but yeah no
0: actually um yeah. uh so for part of the show i subscribed to the uh the fox nation streaming service that's just like the shit that's too deep yeah, yeah, for, for fox news or fox news. business and one of the, the they have a documentary series <laughs> that's just like all like hour-long like hard-hitting looks like to wanna to brawl in. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's like Democrats get like Democratic scandals from like the 1980s yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. scam. Those yeah.
3: were mostly Democrats. John Murtha can, actual... I can't
4: wait till I can't wait till I get a contract with Fox, do my finally do my dream, my documentary on former disgraced House Speaker Jim Wright. <laughs>
3: uh, Bob... Nice airport, you jack off. <laughs> uh, Dan Roslatkowski, I remember him. <laughs> uh, but the one scandal yet with, with like bodies on it was Benghazi. Trump had a Benghazi in Mali like three weeks after he took office. And he was actual troops. They weren't even mercenaries. He, yeah. They were actual troops. Dead body left to get eaten by vultures in Mali for like, and like a week. And we didn't he, know why we, like we had we had people in Mali, really? Yeah. And it's and like, never been explained for
1: any of an he, any of an investigation yeah, for that, a second.
4: That was his second Benghazi.
1: Yes, the first was,
4: he had Benghazi
3: had one. First. <laughs> he had like two Benghazi. He had two Benghazis in his first four months in office.
4: <laughs> He's like, Well, what well, you know, it turns out you know, uh, it's pretty easy to do these things and we're gonna be looking in more and more. You know how easy it is to create a Benghazi.
3: <laughs> he got the, he brought the guy's wife to the State of the yes! Union. <laughs> yeah.
5: Like,
4: yeah. And him, then, That and was <laughs> sick when he called her, and he was like, well, you know, he he knew what he was getting.
3: No, that's doing. the other
4: one.
1: Because
3: there was the one wife we brought to the State of Union, and then there was the black wife. Yeah, who he, who, he's like, hey, you know, he signed up. You know what yeah. he was getting. And she yeah. was offended by it. Then her cowboy hat wearing Congresswoman, who we've all forgotten already. Uh, Frederica Bimble. Frederica Bimble. <laughs> yes. Uh, wait, is that her name? No, that's the Silence from of the Bible. Lambs. God damn it. It's Frederica Wilson? <laughs> no, yes, Frederica, Frederica Wilson. I like, Buffalo great, Bill's first Bimble. <laughs> she's a great, folks. She's a great big fat person. <laughs>
1: yeah, she, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
4: I looked at her and said, She's a size 10.
1: But he, yeah,
4: no, he called the wife and was like, Well, you're still pretty young. You can get a new (laughs) husband.
1: Oh, my
3: God. But no, that, like, but Obama, like, his Benghazi, nothing compared to either of those Benghazis. And then he had Solyndra and Fast and the Furious. Absurd, so yeah, Fast and, Furious. Fast and Furious was great
5: because the tr- the Trump administration right now is trying to shift reg- uh, regulation of uh, arms, like small arms exports from the Department of State to the Department of Commerce. <laughs> so that oh it's more God. easy to ship guns overseas <laughs> yeah. to like to South and Central America yeah. where they will yeah drugs obviously go- fall into yeah. the hands.
0: Yeah. No, drugs go up and then guns, guns and go money down. go down. Yeah. Yeah. That's how- NAFTA basically. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
5: yeah, it's like Trump is like, is like trying to do a supercharged, yeah, like he's, doing he's doing trying as to policy. he's like he's as policy, he's doing fast and furious as policy. The original fast they, and
3: furious was like one like ward little psycho who decided yeah. to do a one man and So operation. they, so they like they had a
5: house oversight hearing on it the other day, like while and while everyone was shitting on her at APAC, uh, Representative Omar was like asking really pointed questions yeah. about this Trump thing, right. And they don't care, no, like no, the rest okay. of the democrats don't care, no. by the <laughs> way. You,
0: you think those, those DCCC, like their new rules and regs, they're gonna find a loophole when it comes down yeah, to for Elon oh, Omar yeah, they're, AOC gonna for sure. they're gonna
5: like they're gonna they're like, one of, like one of like one of like some consulting firm is gonna like go off the
4: grid yeah exactly <laughs> it'll be like a, it'll, it'll, be like a start, black, 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 it'll be like a black it'll be like a black books operation. they're gonna cheap, pay bro. them in bitcoin <laughs> yeah it's gonna be fucking Mike Urban Trout. <laughs> as campaign
1: manager.
3: It's like what the. It's like when the Navy SEALs go on a mission in a country they're not supposed to be in. And they take off all their fucking patches. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. any identifying. It'll be like no S- photos. Of their SDK, Sdk
5: Knickerbocker consultants are gonna be like, we will, we will disavow you if you are discovered. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, just,
4: you just hear the night vision goggles go on, and then you hear coordinate targeting on on Snapchat moms. <laughs> You are, you are, you are, you are, bravo, bravo, Alpha. You are, you are clear to go to hit on, uh, on, what we call marble kitchen
0: counter issues.
3: <laughs> Folks, we yeah. have cl- we have swept and cleared the Panera bread.
0: <laughs> you know, you, I, you are, I, We are green light on Ryan Grimm. <laughs>
3: I, have been, <laughs> I have been waiting
4: for a new fucking Splitter Cell game for like a decade. <laughs> and if it's just the primary Ilhan Omar game, I don't agree with it politically, but I don't agree with any of them <laughs> well, politically. You know, they're, the they're, good to, they're not trying to send a message with it.
5: They're just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look, I like Ryan
4: Grimm's reporting, but I, I have to interrogate him in the new splitter cell (laughs) fine okay sorry ryan i just like these games
1: dude
0: well it was like it's the trifecta of uh of uh, omar uh cortez and uh rashida talib uh it was like steny hoyer also had a line at the apac thing where he was just like you know, our Democratic caucus isn't just three women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, these
5: three little girls. He was like, these our, skirts. You
0: know, the, the, the new Democrats in the House
5: aren't just the three everyone knows and likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, we also have people you've never
3: heard of who no one cares about. <laughs> we have widely hated buffoons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, I love Steady Hoyer turning into fucking De Niro as Al Capone. I want him dead. I, I want him to Especially since he's otherwise entirely known for being just being, hey, we, come on, guys. Yeah. Let's yep. just, let's just. Let's just it's not like he's a fire breather against Republicans. No. But now he's banging the table
0: like Khrushchev saying, we will bury <laughs> him. No, he's a, a man becomes preeminent in the Democratic <laughs> Party. He's expected to have enthusiasms. (laughs) What is that? Which gives me joy. Gives me pleasure. Compromise. Raising money. (laughs) That is, what a
4: terrible life! Ah, like awful. it's like at least Mitch McConnell is just stacking yeah. <laughs> yeah. millions. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what Mitch McConnell likes to do. It's probably some fucking oh. stupid ass old man <laughs> hobby. Like he collects ships and bottles, <laughs> and like just drinks like shitty old scotch. It just tastes like dirty fire. Excuse
3: me, sir. But as a proud senator from Kentucky, I'll show you that I only drink Yeah <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> <after monkey> <laughs> only and I and I have I drink it through the little uh, dispenser that they put in my terrarium <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: that's I mean he like
4: they do but all like steady steady Hoyer like pretty much the same type of guy oh yeah and it just, just all, an all an he operator. does is just raise but, like he doesn't like to do anything. No, but that actually do anything. that's what's so
3: fucking horrifying about it. Give me a Dan Bilzerian any day over here. Yeah. <laughs>
4: like, yeah, I, I think that's like why Trump is cool to people is because yes, like he does rich guy shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've touched on it before, but it's like steady Hoyer. I don't even know how much money he has, but it's like you have a day to live. What do you think he does? He's like. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna. Goes to
0: a baseball game or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Literally. Literally. Does some
3: scrimshaw on his porch. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good point because. Remember the, the the good the good the good billionaire that Democrats love to wheel out to, to contrast against guys like Trump is always Warren Buffett. Right? I hate him. And they're like, hey, this guy says he should pay higher, t- higher taxes, and then to try to make you like him, they say he still lives in the same house he bought in 1950. It's like, okay, so clearly he has a child zoo somewhere, because there's that's insane. What kind of sick freak are you? What are you doing with billions of dollars? You have a fucking hollow moon full of fucking kids. Yeah. You, that's all. Set Alpha off a You have a fucking teleporter to get there. Yeah, but, that, that, like, that's how stupid this
4: country is. Like we think that Warren Buffett made like sixty billion dollars without hurting anyone yeah. because he like his house is dusty. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah. stupid. Because he like because
5: he yeah because he like like wears he cuts coupons. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he, he wears like like Costco shirts or yeah. something.
0: So
3: yeah, it's like... it turns out that money heads up.
5: Yeah. You don't spend it on flash. Like, stuff.
4: Like the Saudis.
0: Dude, they have tigers as they pets. They have tigers. And shit they compete. that they play with. Yeah, like not in
4: a cage, just in their living room. Yeah, they play. They mastered falcons. <laughs> they figured out war game. Like the Russians, <laughs> the Russians can naturally ward. <laughs> Russian. We've. By the way, final Game of Thrones analogy: Russia is the North. Yeah, <laughs> because they all live in shit. Coldest you know, shit. Sucks. I forget if we've done this on the show. Right no, now. I, I cut it, so they live in a dirty, poor shithole. Yeah. And I'm pretty... Like, every place in Russia is just called, like, is oblast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that translates to, like, the dumb shit they would name shit in the north. Like, grain, gra- Granger's Heath. Heath. Yeah. <laughs> and... The Dreadfort. Yeah. Their leader, Vladimir Putin, the leader of all Russians, looks like Bruce Bolton. <laughs> That's and,
1: true. And
4: <laughs> despite their horrible, harsh climate, and bad lives, and lack of money, they have amazing control over wild animals. Like, every Russian's Instagram account (laughs) that's domesticated, like, serval cats. (laughs) There's a
3: guy driving around, and there's a fucking bear in the car next to him.
4: Yeah. And Saudis, through their billions, have trained to have warging abilities. They can already (laughs) do it with Falcons. They're learning it with tigers. No American billionaire can warg. It sucks. This
0: country's shit.
1: Uh,
0: Well... I think we should uh, uh, wrap it up for today. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Alex Perrin, the uh, the piece's nihilist in chief at, at the available at the New Republic. Yep. we will be linking to
5: it in the show description. And it's in the print magazine too, so go to your news agent and
3: <laughs> buy a hundred copies. Say
0: what you will about the tenets
3: of conservatism, dude. At least it's
0: an
1: ethos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah. If you go go to the newsstand. And then rattle off, like, you know, Financial Times, New Republic, you know, all the print things, and then just, like, sheepishly under breath, um, penthouse as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, wh- finally, before we go, a uh, special shout-out to the city of Atlantic Hell for yes. uh, really um, oh, knocking us our so good. knocking our socks off this yeah. past weekend. We had a lot of fun.
4: I will be, this is my last episode, I will be quitting the show to become a professional gambler. <laughs> yep. Slots. Slot My slot system worked. Everyone who doubted me. Chet, you especially.
3: No, you will, lose. You lost. He will be the ace Rothstein of slots.
4: <laughs> yeah, the war. Yeah, Felix
0: Biederman is America's greatest slot machine handicapper, who <laughs> will take you inside the real Atlantic City as no one has ever done before. Dude, my fucking
4: car blew up today. This day fucking sucks. I want to kill myself. Uh, oh,
0: also, been talk- I've been talking to guys in the group DM all week. They think you went batshit. <laughs> <laughs> Food and beverage shop. Oh oh you got you got your
3: vape pen like ninja. <laughs> <laughs> who
1: do you
0: think you are? T or something?
4: <laughs> oh yeah, before we forget, a special shout out to Nick Hayes and uh Means TV. Oh yeah. Who the, launched last week. Yeah. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. Uh and uh you know, just in general check out streaming services
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, i had a thing i broke down i wanted to book. say
4: about it but i like i think i like fucked up my notes app or something uh we'll I'm include sorry. the link to means TV yeah, in yeah. the show
0: description as well but yeah definitely check it out yep uh no they i mean they did the uh the great aoc's ad and uh like you've seen their yeah. stuff before but yeah, yeah no nick hayes is
4: great uh means tv is a very exciting project a streaming service that uh isn't run brutally and fucking people out of royalties and stuff like that so and won't
0: autoplay trailers when you open it up yeah fuck you netflix (laughs) all right guys uh until next time Bye. -bye. cheers thanks again alex thank you
2: rock-a-bye baby daddy's a wig when he comes home heart cider he'll swig when he has swag, he'll fall in a stew, and down will come Tyler and Tippett Canoe. Rock-a-bye, baby, when you awake, you will discover Tip is a fake, far from the battle. War cry and drum, he sits in his cabin a-drinking bad rum. Rock-a-bye, baby, never you cry. You need not fear old Tip and his tie. What they would ruin, Van Buren will fix. Fans are magician, they are but tricks.